Hey, what's going on? Tim Castleman, and welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. I'm speaking very softly today. I'm speaking very softly today because it's actually like 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, and the entire place is asleep except for me. Um, and uh, I just had something on my heart uh, that I kind of wanted to get out there, um, get it off my chest so that, uh, one, maybe I'll be able to to, uh, to crash, and two, just kind of share with you guys uh, where I'm at right now uh, in terms of business and overall happiness and etc 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 so uh this is going to be uh you know two drink therapy for tim castleman so if you're looking for funny funny haha I'm, I'm sure it'll be included but really this is just something um that's kind of been on my head the last couple days uh, and i want to talk it through with you and just kind of share some thoughts and feedback on it so um this all got spurred uh, earlier this week when uh, I got an email from my friend Jason Parker, uh, and it was just a broadcast email, and he basically was like, "Hey, I'm quitting. Like my, um, you know, my heart's not in this business anymore, and I'm done, and I'm out." And you know, that was kind of surprising because I had known Jason uh, for many years. I talked to him a few times on the phone, and uh, he was a pretty big recluse, um, but uh, but a guy that had great information and always made me think. And his writing style style was one of the few that actually just kind of spoke to me. Um, and that got me thinking, you know, it's kind of like when a friend passes away, although Jason uh, is alive and, um, you know, still going to go on to bigger and better things. Um, it it kind of gets you to think about your own business. And, you know, I've noticed as I've been in this business, the longer I'm in it, the, the more I notice that people just disappear, uh, whether they're one-hit wonders or they're around for a little bit of time. But, you know, you notice an attrition uh, in this business that I, I guess either I wasn't aware of or I didn't notice in other businesses. And, you know, this is certainly going to be a first-world problem, uh, you know, so I understand that, you know, there's not going to – I understand that there's not going to be a lot of sympathetic ears uh, and maybe eyes to this uh, What I'm about to share, but I just kind of want to share it from, from my perspective because, you know, I, I hear it from customers or I see it from customers all the time where it's like, yeah, you know um, – you know, this guy's a piece of shit, and this guy's a guru, and this guy, you know, will take your money and is a scammer and stuff like that. And, you know, this business, for all of its many, many pluses, and it has ridiculous upsides, you know, the ability to scale, the ability to leverage, the ability to, you know, be a lifelong student, to do whatever you want. It also has a ton of downsides, and, it, and at times, if you allow it to, it can really become a grind. So... Case in point, uh, the other day I spent, I don't know, about four or five hours kind of doing some research for my fellow authors, and I shot this uh, cool little video for him. It's like 30 minutes long, uh, kind of showing him how he's using this research tool uh, to my advantage and how I was uh you know, basically finding the right categories and the right niches to write for in the fiction market based upon uh, this cool tool and also kind of my biggest takeaways. And I sent that out to my list of, you know, five figures. I've got a five-figure list, meaning there's over 10,000 people on the list for people who are bad at math, right? So I sent it out, and to date, I think we have maybe six comments on the whole thing. And, you know, at the end, I'm like, hey, if you make it till the end, uh, you know, leave me a comment, let me know. What What's crazy is I actually um, have that that on a special platform called Wistia. And basically, the cool thing about Wistia is I get to kind of spy on my customer base, right? Uh, I have eight comments, by the way. I just want to check it. And what's sad to me is that there's only 34% user engagement, 
All right. Well, well, let's actually back up, okay? Um, because this is, you know, and this is definitely going to be a glass uh, half-empty viewpoint of it. But I send this to over um, ten thousand people, right? We get, I don't know, like a twenty percent open rate, okay? So let's just let's just call that two thousand, just for easy math. So I want you to think about that, right? These are all people, by the way, that have bought something from me or signed up for my list. These aren't rented names or spam names or anything like that. These are people that know uh, me from a webinar, from a product or something like that. But already 80% of the people are like, eh, no, I've moved on, right? I'm not interested in your message. I'm too busy. I didn't read it, et cetera, et cetera. But already 80% of those people have already moved on. They're like, yep, not interested. Of the 2,000 that are open, at the time that I looked last, and it may be higher, you know, we had like a 10% uh, click-through rate, all right? So let's just go ahead and call that 200 people, if uh, if my math is right. Let me just, uh, da, da, da. yeah, okay, there you go. Matt, it's got to be higher than that. Let, um, let's just call it, hell, let's just do it easy. Let's call it 30%, right? So now we're at what? Uh, 600 people. So again, think about this. I'm telling people, hey, here's this research that I've done for you. It's completely free. It will help you. There's nothing to buy because there wasn't. And 1,400 of those 2,000 people go, ah, go fuck yourself. I'm not even going to be bothered to click through the email, right, the email link. And then of the people that actually got there, so if you're, if you're good at math, we've had 600 people that have clicked through. Of the people that do that, only 30% of those people even finish the entire fucking video, right? Even finish the entire fucking video. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous, right? Um, that's uh, times three. That means 180 people actually watched the video. Now, we, we sold the tool at the end as far as we made a, a soft recommendation. We made good money for it. It's nothing like that. But it's just crazy to me to think here I am spending my time and energy trying to help and benefit these people. And only 21% of the people that I emailed that wanted to get my emails were like, yeah, absolutely, I want to keep doing that. I, I want to open it. And then of that, right, I'm looking at some figures right now because this just is really bugging me. Like of, of that, 500 people clicked through, okay? Oh, and by the way, we had 138 people unsubscribed from that email. Think about that for just a second, okay? I am sending out a pure content email. Pure content, nothing for sale. I tell them there's nothing for sale. And 138 people go, ah, you know what? I'm going to move on to my next pipe dream. I'm going to take my next hit from my crack pipe someplace else. That's just fucking crazy to me. And that's what drives me mad because I think I'm one of the people that like actually wants to see you do shit, right? Like we actually want to see you be successful and succeed with the information we we provide and that's what's really frustrating is when you put something out there to help and generate people like a lot of times you only seem to get the negative back from people which is just crazy right it's like i had one guy write me that was like oh, i think this is a veiled sales attempt for this piece of software and it's like are you fucking kidding me i spent eight hours okay hell let's have it i spent four hours getting all this shit together Right? Then I wrote an email, then I shot this video for you, and I mentioned this tool, and you think all of this was a ploy to sell this tool. Like, that's just crazy to me. People are so skeptical, and they're so bitter, and their guards are up more than ever, that they just, they're just looking because of their, you know, because of their lives and their anger. They're looking for someone to take it out on, and sometimes you just happen to email them at the wrong time. 
And I think what's frustrating is a, a lot of it's on the customer side. You know, a lot of it is really on the customer side. Like, it's really frustrating, and, and I try to have empathy, and I try to have understanding, because, you know, I was there. And, and I'm not, and I want to be clear, like, I'm not preaching from an ivory tower here. I'm, okay, I'm not saying, like, I'm perfect, and I execute, and I'm, you know, I'm not fucking Tim Ferriss, okay? Like, I don't, I'm not perfect at everything, although he's not perfect at everything. You get my drift, right? I have plenty of flaws. I've bought in plenty of programs and done shit with them. Held Dark Post Profits by my friend Chris Record, $300 program. I don't even know how to log into the members area. I gave him $300. I said, I'll be back for you. And maybe one day I'll actually go back. Right? So again, I'm not speaking from this ivory glass tower. All right? I bought a $1,500 course one time. I didn't do shit with it. I paid to have it overnighted. I didn't do shit with it for a year. But guess what? When I dusted that bastard off in a year, that thing made me like 25 Gs. So the point is, when it was time to do the work, I did the work. And that's what's so frustrating about the customer base at time is that they don't want to do the work, right? They're in these terrible situations, which I know all too well, where you're living paycheck to paycheck, worse, you're living on, you know, government subsidy, uh, subsidized paycheck, you've got a ton of debt, you've got retirement looming in your face, and, you know, you're getting older, if you get laid off, there's nowhere for you to go, because who the hell wants to hire a 40 or 50 or 60 year old person when they can hire two 30 year olds for what they probably pay a 40 year old these times, you know, and the 20 and 30 year old is going to fucking work to death for, for next to nothing and, you know, come in on the weekends and do this and not have their own ways. I mean, I, I get it. I do get all of that, but these people spend so much money learning and so much money just in case that, but they never actually do anything or rarely actually do anything. And that's just frustrating, and it grinds on you. It's it's, it's It takes a mental toll on me. Um, I've noticed, especially since I don't have uh, the lovely and talented Paula anymore, um, that you know now that I'm in my in- inbox a lot more, it's, it's not a fun place to be because most of the customers are bitter or angry or upset for one reason or another. And it's very rare that you come across um, something uh, positive or a customer going, hey, this is really great. And, and again... You know, don't get me wrong, I understand the whole, well, if eight people commented, that really means 80 people thought that but didn't write. It's like, I get all the platitudes and bullshit, but the bottom line is, right, with our customer base at times, they don't want to do the work, they don't want to put the effort out, and any time that I've tried to sell them, like, you know, real business-related stuff, they just aren't interested you want to just go bankrupt tomorrow, sell people mindset, right? Talk about how they can change their brain because nobody who's broke and starving for money believes it's all in their fucked up head. That's why lotto people go rich. That's why that's why businesses go bankrupt. That's why people who are given or come across a large sum of money typically do because their brains are just so hardwired for struggle, right? That they just don't understand. They just don't get that if you fix your fucking brain and the stuff inside of it, that then you can adjust your reality. Instead, they go, well, you know what? I'm really comfortable when things are shitty and terrible. So I'm just going to go back to living the way my life was when things were shitty and terrible. They'll become shitty and terrible again. And then, and then I'll be comfortable. It may suck dick, but at least I know what it's going to be like. 
so on this side, you know, it's really frustrating to put your heart and your soul out there and, and to be like, hey, guys, look, I worked really hard on this. This works really well. I want you to take it. I want you to use it. And then people go, oh, man, that's awesome. That's great. Here's my money. And then, bam, they don't use it. And, and uh, trust me, I'm not naive. I get the whole buyer's mentality, okay, that a lot of these people, they're addicted to one thing and one thing only, and that is buying. They think they're working on their business by getting that dopamine release when they buy your product. Okay, and again, I again, okay, I want to be very clear. I'm not preaching uh, from the the glass hilltop here. Okay, I bought coaching and mentoring before and not done shit with it either. But what I don't get is a repetitiveness or habitualness in doing that to where you're just like, oh yeah, this is exciting. Like for a lot of people, I really think this, this is about being entertained. I think it's about the lifestyle that they want to live. It's about living through other people while they're safe and secure and miserable, right? It's like, well, I could never go climb Everest, but I'll give, you know, Uncle Johnny five bucks to do that, right? Oh, well, I could never do that, but this guy can, and I really like him, so I'll just keep supporting him and his lifestyle until and live vicariously through them. And while that's great and that's awesome, and I appreciate every one of my customers, I, you know, I want to be very clear. Like I, I love my customers, and I'm nothing with, without them when it comes in terms to how well my business does. But you know, at some point, it's like you want to see people do the work. That's the hard part. It's like you want to see people do the work, and you and when they don't do the work, then it leads to self doubt. It's like, well, am I any good at this? Like, am I talking to the wrong audience? Am I this? Am I that? And and you know, a lot of that can be that. You know, like I love being in the Kindle marketplace, but it has its issues. One of the issues is, well, I'll give you both issues on both sides. The issues is uh, a lot of writers don't want to be marketers, right? Just like musicians. They want to sit there and they want to, well, I'll just write a book so good no one can ignore it. Well, that's true, except for the fact that everyone can ignore it now because we ignore all forms of different types of advertising and there's masterpieces that go undiscovered every day, right? So they don't want to do the marketing. Worse are the ones that don't want to do the work because I'm here to tell you like the only way that I'm seeing people succeed in Kindle these days are multiple books in similar niches or the same niche built up over time. And see to a crackhead, that's what a crackhead doesn't want, right? A crackhead doesn't want to be told like, listen, you can get your fix in a week from now and it's going to be like 10 times more potent. They're like, no, I'll take the shitty drugs right now. I got to get the shitty drugs in me right now. So you've got an audience that's made up of people that are in, in some cases, desperate times and desperate situations, okay, have or are currently paying for a lot of past mistakes, whether that's not having savings, having a ton of debt, medical stuff. I mean, there's just, there's, there's a list that goes on and on and on and on about it, right? Wait, if you, if you listen, you can actually hear somebody probably committing suicide listening to this podcast at this point they're like fuck let me just get the plastic knife here and just take it there you know so you've got but i mean it's the truth you've got people doing that and people that go oh man wouldn't it be great if i made money online or if i wrote a book or i became a best-selling author or i x or a y or a z wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be great i mean i'm not going to do it but i'll buy this and i'll buy that and i'll buy this and i'll buy that so that i can have the buying experience so i can get that high so i can you know feel like i've done something and worked on my business 
And sadly, that's not just in my business, you know, that's in the self-help business. You know, I I don't know, but I'm going to guess a majority or at least a large chunk of people that that go and do some type of marriage counseling probably fail at it. Diets, you know, anything. I mean, like, basically what you're trying to do at, at the core level, which is fucking impossible, by the way, but what you're trying to do at the core level is you're trying to say, like, listen, Listen, here's where you are today in shitty fucked up land in dumpster fire world. And here's where I am. And I want you to come to me. And all you have to do to do that is change who you are at the core of your being, right? Develop a work ethic, put in time, separate yourself from friends and family if need be, right? Sacrifice in the short term so that you can win in the long term. Like, could you be, could it, I mean, could it really be any tougher of a sale? Really? And that's why I think people get burned out in this business because they just go, ah, you know what? Like, fuck, man, I'm tired of of uh, having to. Because the other side of this is is uh, other side of that is this. I sell you X Y Z course today. You email tomorrow. And go, hey, man, that's awesome. What do you got next? What do you got next? So there is a a there's also a drain in the way that you're always required at times to be magical. Right, You always have to be growing, you always have to be learning. And if you're someone like me, that's awesome, that's great. But a lot of times I just want to tell people, like, what'd you do with the old shit that I sent you? Like, remember that course you bought last year? What'd you do there? What happened there? What's going on there? It's like, oh, well, you know. And, and again, I know people will be like, my marketing guys will be like, Tim, listen, what you got to do is you got to focus on the doers, not the don't doers. It's like, I get that. That's awesome. I want to focus on the doers, not the, not the people that don't do it. But when a majority of the people that you hear from are don't doers, you know, because again, from the customer side, like I get it, it's, I, I've told people this and this is what I really feel like it is. It's like dieting, right? If any of you have never struggled with your weight, you won't understand this, you know, but as a guy who's done several diets, uh, throughout his life, like you do the first one, you get the desired result and then you slack off. Why? Because you're not used to that new normal, right? Or you didn't have good habits because, you know, you can't eat a pound of bacon and 19 fucking eggs every day for the rest of your life. That's not sustainable, right? It's just not. Okay. At least it isn't for me. It hasn't been for me. My wife has lost 40 pounds in less than a year. You know how she did it? She went on Weight Watchers. And she went and started walking. And she started upping her cardio. Then she's slow and steady every single week. Walk, walk, walk. Edit the, you know. So she developed a workout habit, which she didn't have at all. Right? Now she can kick my ass on the treadmill and doing her little high-intensity classes. She changed her diet drastically. Cut out alcohol and sweets and a bunch of them and really reduced a lot of things in other areas. But she's made lifelong changes, hopefully. Fingers crossed for both of us, right? That's something that's sustainable. That's a hard that's a hard fucking sell. Why is Atkins so awesome? Well look, all you gotta do is watch your carbs. Don't go over twenty carbs a day. Eat all the fucking steak and, and cheese and eggs that you want. It's like, oh, that's easy. That's simple. And it does work. I'm not here to say that it doesn't. But going back to the diet analogy. So you lose that weight, then you put it back on. So you have the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. Then you do it again, and you lose the weight, and you put it back on. And you lose the weight, and you put it back on. The fourth time you go to do the diet, you go, no, I'm not doing this. And it's not because you don't think that the diet won't work. Because you know, because you've lost that weight in the past. What you're afraid of is the rebound or the swing. It's like, listen, I know Project XYZ is going to work. 
because I'm going to lose the weight on the Atkins diet. But I also know this. The first time I have a French fry, you know, I'm going to be sucking dick for carbs around the, the Arby's. And before you know it, the weight's going to come back on, and it's going to come more than it is, et cetera, et cetera. The whole point is, in your customer's mind, that's what they're doing every time they buy a product from you. They're replaying every failure that they've had in their life. And it's worse if they've had success and then failure, right? Nothing worse than winning the lotto and then having to show up on Monday and be like, boss, I need my old job back. Because apparently that gambling system I bought was not 100% guaranteed like I thought it was. And that's tough, man. It's just tough. It really is. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's like, what what's going on with me right now is it's like, look, you know, like I'll, I'll tell you, the key in Kindle right now, as I see it, as I record this podcast, is multiple books in the same niche built up over a period of time along with building an email list, marketing to them, maybe doing some paid traffic strategies, possibly, depending on the niche and genre, you know, setting up a Facebook group, setting up a, a podcast, a video, a Twitter, a this. I mean, you know what that sounds like, ladies and gentlemen? That sounds like real fucking work. Like, where's where's the push-button profits I was guaranteed or sold at the very beginning? And I think our customers have an unrealistic expectation and I think we as marketers don't do enough to explain the truth behind it. And the reason we don't is because people don't want to hear that, right? Going back to the crackhead analogy, or better yet, someone that's, you know, doing heroin, right? It's like, I got my arm tied off, I got the junk in the, the spoon, I'm lighting it up, and then I walk in the room and I go, hey, listen, hey, that heroin, you know, it's really bad for you. And you're like, yeah, no shit, but I need it because of X, Y, Z. Like, try to take drugs away from a, a legitimate drug addict and see what fucking happens. See them lose their shit. Like, they'll disown family, friends, they'll steal, they'll sell themselves and anything they can to get that fixed because they're feeding that addiction. And some of our customers, sadly, are addicted to buying. What's even worse is they do nothing with it. And again, I understand. People buy for entertainment. People buy for an emergency just in case. Like, oh shit, if the you know if the shit ever does hit the fan, then guess what? I, you know, I'm protected because I have 20 fucking gigs of PLR or this product or that product. You know that can help me. Very few people are willing to put in the time and the effort and to do the work. And that's why very few people have success in this business. You know, I'm not going to turn this into a motivational, what you should do is burn your boats when you... No, fuck that. Like, But what you should do is have an honest-to-God conversation with yourself and just be like, look, why am I doing this? You know? Why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I actually want to do X, Y, Z, or am I doing it because it's a dopamine release? You know, I, I had a bunch of people. Oh, sweet Jesus, I got to talk about this on the next podcast, right? I had a bunch of fucking people mad at me this week because I sent an email out that said, if you don't have $8 to invest in your business or you're not the type that wants to invest in your business, get the fuck out. And you know what? Several people did. And I got angry emails and I can't believe you would say that. It's like, it's the truth. Listen, if you don't have $8, you don't have shit. Your key to success Okay, your key to success is to get off your fucking ass and go get another job. Well, Tim, I already work a job. Great. Guess what? I'll get another one. Why well, do I don't want to flip burgers? Well, you know what? 
then enjoy the life that you have. Because the truth of the matter is, anything worth having in your life is going to require some type of sacrifice. I used to sit up from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. reading, 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 have that fire, have that drive. I, I just knew. I hated my current situation so fucking bad that I was going to do everything and anything I could, everything and anything I could to escape it. And I did. But that shit didn't happen overnight. I didn't walk into six figures. And of course, I know that happens with some people. And they are the exception to the rule. That's why that saying is there. My shit grew up over time. And blew up over time. Five figures. One month. Three figures the next month. Right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But everyone just doesn't, everyone understands that. But they all believe that they're going to be different. Right? Nobody believes that they're going to be the one that has to put in the work, like there's going to be some push-button solution. And again, I understand all that. But still, at the same time, it's frustrating to hear that. And I, for one, am done perpetuating that that myth. Like, there'll be no easy push-button profits 2.0 from Tim Cat. Like, you know, and, and again, I, I have to find a middle ground where I can explain to people, like, look, this is fucking work. Now, here's some things that can make that easier for you. And save you some time, money, and energy. But at the end of the day, like, you have to put in the fucking time and the effort. No one is going to do it for you. Look, I would love to have Paula back, right? Because I could just tell Paula, Paula, do this, this, this. The shit gets done, and then I don't have to do it. But you know what? She's not coming back. So now i got to do the work. Do you think I like doing it? Of course not. But you know what I do like doing is eating. You know what else I like doing? Being able to pay my bills. You know what else I like doing? Save for retirement and do all the shit that other people should be doing, right? To pay off my house, which is a huge goal of mine. So, you know, this is just on my heart. You know, I'm sad to see a guy like Jason Parker go. And I know if a guy is extremely talented as him will go. Another guy that I really respect is Frank Kern. And although he's still, quote unquote, in the marketing space, he's basically gone super high end. Right, he's gotten super high end, and he's um, he's just you know he's teaching people who have money, and he and he's unapologetic about that. Now he's got a name and a following and an email list, and you know I'm pretty sure Frank could like you know photocopy his balls and send it to his customers. They'd be like, anyone get the ball photo from Frank Kern? Oh my God, that was hilarious. But for the rest of us, you know, who aren't married to supermodel wives yet, although my wife is super hot and probably listen to this podcast love you babe you know that shit can grind on you and I don't I, I, trust me I don't have the answers I'm, I'm working to find them in my own life well, all, all I'm going to do is one reevaluate what it is that I'm doing and if I'm enjoying it I'm going to keep doing it if I'm not then I'm not and two just find out what excites me you know the thought of me doing erotica or fiction books doesn't really excite me because I don't know how to write that shit but you know what does excite me? The the thought of hiring some people, getting it done, building, you know, building the platform, if you will, then growing it over time, and then getting it to a point where it's just self-sustainable. That excites me. Trying new things excites me. Learning excites me. Talking to people who are actually doing excites me. Doing one-on-one coaching, things like that. So my goal is to find the things that excite me, or the ideas that excite me, or things that I'm interested in learning, and... and become a serious student at work to put in the time to put in the effort so that I can get the results so I don't have all the answers God I wish I did if I did I would tell you and when I have what I think to be the answers I'll be more than happy to share them with you you know if you're on the customer side of this and you're listening here's what I'll tell you like 
Pick one thing that excites you and just commit to that motherfucker. Just say, I'm going to do this for the next 90 days, six months, whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Commit till the end of the year. Oh my God, Tim. Yeah, guess what? You know what happens if that shit doesn't work out at the end of the year? You dump it and you go ahead and you try something else. You dump it, you go ahead and you try something else. It's okay. The only time you fail, by the way, is when you give up. Like those people that left when I sent the content email, those people gave up on their dream. They said, I'm done. I tap. Life life beat me, right? I'm going to stay in my shitty fucking life and shitty fucking existence. I give. I can't take this anymore. You got it. I, I, I'm going to settle for where I am right now. It's never going to get any better than where it is right now. That's pretty much what they said, right? Like, I give. I'm going to stop learning from someone that's successful. Like, that always cracks me up. People are like, oh, I'm subscribing from your list. It's like, good, leave, right? I will take you off my list of successful people right the fuck now because you clearly have given up or you're going to go chase some other pipe dream and then six months you're going to be sitting here going, well, I don't understand, Tim. I ate nothing but bacon and sausage for a month and I lost 20 pounds. But then I had a piece of papaya or I had a pineapple and oh shit, all the weight came back. It's like, well, well, is the change that you made in your life sustainable? You know, did you really put in the time and the fucking effort to make this work? Did you really put in the time and the effort to make it work? Did you give it your honest bet? And I know from the survey numbers that I send out uh, and get back, right, that no, most people don't. It's ridiculous to think in this day and age someone would spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on something and not get any tangible result or worse, not get any result at all. So it's not about that. Then what is it about? Is it about a dopamine release because they buy the product? Is it because they they want that emergency getting you know break in case of is it because they know the person and as a result of that are willing to pay money just because they know like that and trust that person what is it I don't know I don't have an answer for you but I will tell you from this side the shit gets old real quick okay and again this is definitely a glass a half empty thing you know the opposite side is this when I get a win it's awesome and amazing and that win lasts a long time for me. Tomorrow I'm going to speak to two beautiful and talented uh, writers who have transformed their lives and the lives of many other people through their fitness and their uh, weight loss journey. Not really fitness, more diet, excuse me. You know, and that, that call will propel me for weeks because I'm going to be so excited about it and interested in talking with them and seeing what they're doing and helping them out. But it's definitely hard to keep doing the work when you feel like your customers aren't using the information and you know what really again you know if you want to go deep like that's not my fault right my friend Colin says horse here's water my job is done and I do get that and I do understand that but at the same time logically I get that but it's hard not to take that shit personal it really is right and then that leads to the whole well what about you know what about me is making this to where people aren't being successful with this? It's like, uh, it's not about you. It's really about the target market and the person that's, that's you know, doing uh, or interacting with the information. I mean, really, that's it. If they wanted it bad enough, they'd fucking find a way. 
right? I always love people that tell me how broke they are for X or Y. Oh, I can't afford this course. But then you're Facebook friends with them and they're on vacation. It's like, well, wait a second. You were too broke. You couldn't afford to do X or Y, but you, you got plenty of money to go to the football game or to rent a pay-per-view or to buy a new vehicle or to go on vacation. Well, I deserve all those things. I work hard. Let me tell you something. You don't deserve shit in life. You deserve what you fucking earn. Okay, I don't care what what your political party, uh, what your spiritual belief is. You get what you earn. Okay, you get paid a paycheck because you earn that paycheck, or at least your boss thinks that you do. You don't deserve shit, right? You don't deserve a, a car or a house or insurance or you know, vacations or retirement. Or you earn that shit, whether it's through education, person, whatever it is. Nothing is owed to you. You go out there and make your own luck. But people don't want to hear that, right? They'd much rather do a Netflix bender, which, by the way, if you're uh, if you're looking for a good show recommendation, two that I saw this week, uh, one was uh, is a series and one is a one-off documentary. All right? And the one-off documentary is called Love Me. It's crazy, crazy, crazy um, thing about uh, mail-order brides. Definitely recommend it. These guys, uh, some of these guys get scammed. Uh, some of these guys find uh, love. And regardless, it's a great, great insight to human psychology and the depths and the lengths people will go just to feel love or connection with somebody that they basically don't even realize. I mean, one guy at the end of the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, comes to find out he spent a large sum of money for just corresponding with a photo. Like, it turns out not even to be, well, you'll just have to see. Okay, and the other one is a show uh, for you people that don't want to better yourself with uh, documentaries. Um, it is called Catch Fire, Catch and Fire, oh wait, um, sorry, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, both of those are on Netflix. I highly recommend them both. I Hopefully uh, you'll enjoy those. That one's about uh, these two guys that looks like they're taking on IBM. Right now I'm still in the first season, so I don't have a ton of it. But that's a really cool show, and the documentary Love Me is great to do that. And, you know, again, guys, I want to be clear here because I'm sure this can be construed a lot of ways. I love my customers. I want nothing more than success. I wish I could put every single one of those motherfuckers on my shoulder and carry them across the finish line, but I can't. I can only sit here and go, hey, here's a path that's successful and proven successful and is going to give you the best chance of success based upon my experience. That's all I can do. And I wish, and if anyone wants to tell me how I can shut off the empathy or the emotion behind it when people don't do that, I would fucking love that because right now, right, I still love and care about my customers, and that's never going to change. But right now, I take that stuff on, on the chin, and then that leads to decreased motivation, decreased wanting to try stuff, and ultimately leads me to be like, eh, you know what? Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. When in fact, in reality, logically, we all know it's not me because I'm fucking perfect, right? Ha, ha, ha. But we know that really it's the ultimate end user who's responsible for the outlook. I mean, you know. Salary's not going to eat itself. The workout's not going to do itself. The treadmill's not going to walk itself. That all requires the end user engagement and interaction. And their failure leads to their continued bad choices and bad decisions and, you know, disappointment in life and things like that. And I just wish I, I didn't take that stuff so personally. 
and I wish that I didn't worry about that more than my customer because ultimately you know your dreams only work when you do that's just the bottom line so with that I'm out uh, thanks for letting me kind of rant and vent here on this super quiet and mellow and laid back to drink Tim podcast uh, I promise next time uh, we'll talk about how to piss off people for fun and profit uh, and I'll tell you about that email experience and about that and I'll also tell you uh, or share with you why I think going shopping with your spouse uh, is pretty much grounds for divorce so until next time I'll see you soon